And that goes back to housing this morning where we saw pending home sales just blow past expectations. Colin McBurnett is joining us from Angel Oak Capital Advisors, Senior Portfolio Manager. Colin, data this morning, pretty great. I think largely came as a surprise. Were you surprised to see how strong those figures were? We were surprised to see how strong it was. It was the highest point that we've seen for, uh, for that reading this year. Uh, I think we thought it would be weighed down a little bit by, by supply constraints. Uh, I think the housing data, as, as we you know, continue to, to talk about on, on this show and, and on other, uh, other forums, uh, is, has been very strong, but one of the largest constraints has been supply uh, of, of homes to buy, whether that's existing supply or, uh, or new builds. So this was a really encouraging number. So to see that uh, beat expectations the way it did, uh, our last new home sales reading was pretty solid as well. Housing seems to be a pretty reliable stream of economic data. Should we expect it to continue to be that way going forward into the end of the year, into next year? Yes, uh, we think so. We get we get the, uh, the CoreLogic index tomorrow for home price appreciation. Our expectation is that it'll come in right around consensus at just shy of 20% year over year. Uh, clearly, we don't have that expectation going forward uh, for the next year, but we do still think over the, the coming 12 months, you may see something in the high single digits again, uh, largely driven by uh, a big supply and demand mismatch. Uh, we have very favorable demographic trends for the housing market here in the US We're on the front end of what we think is a real tailwind from the millennial generation entering the home buying market and, and home ownership rates in the U.S. starting to recover. Uh, and that's been, you know, de uh, unfortunately, I think, uh, having dealt with about 13 years of underbuilding in housing. Uh, and so we have this shortage that, that is going to be addressed, I think, over time. Hopefully, we'll, we'll see the home builders and existing supply step in to fill that. Uh, but you're going to have a strong demand wave that's going to continue to push prices uh, higher over the next several years. How much of this depends on stability and interest rates? Uh, when we do get these COVID scares, it's always good for a substantial drop in uh, benchmark treasury yields. Uh, though they have been generally uptrending, it seems like it's gonna take something big for us to break out past year-to-date highs in the yield. Uh, if that does happen, does that change any of this? Uh, how do you expect housing to respond to changes in interest rates? Absolutely. Uh, mortgage rates are, are one of the biggest factors that can impact affordability. Uh, we are, I think, to look at it at a, at a, from a long-term perspective first, still at near historic lows. We're certainly off the, off the very bottom that we experienced uh, both this year and last, uh, but, but by all historic measures, still very, very low on interest rates. Uh, we certainly will see some of that affordability pressure come in as, as rates rise. We do think we'll continue to see it a steeper term structure um, as we move forward into 2022. Uh, however, a lot of that's going to be offset by wage growth. And we think that you know, that line is, is upward sloping for the first time in a while. Mm. Uh, the Fed continues to, to talk about their commitment to trying to get wage inflation and wage growth here in the U.S. We think they're going to be successful in that mandate and that wage growth will likely outpace uh, what we see in, in, in increased interest rates, at least as it comes to housing costs, mm. uh, and allow this uh, continued rise in home prices to be absorbed by, by home buyers. Colin, uh, thinking about the market by geography, how much is this going to depend on the different uh, economies after last year saw a pretty big wave of people moving out of cities, finding homes that are not sky high apartments in all the major urban areas? How does that skew uh, what our expectations should be 
what does it mean thinking about uh, the specific areas versus the bigger picture? Is one's investment experience going to differ depending on what type of real estate they own? The geography definitely matters. Uh, if you look at, at home price appreciation at a national level and you split it out between dense urban, less dense urban, and suburban, uh, suburban and less dense urban are outperforming that dense urban band by the largest margin ever uh, since they began breaking the reading out like that. And I think that's a trend. In other words, we've seen a kind of a rising tide lifting all ships as opposed to uh, really just gateway cities that had been the primary winners in the post-global financial crisis period. Uh, this, you know, the last the last 18 months has certainly, uh, we've seen a lot of movement towards the Sun Belt, towards smaller cities, uh, but also a lot towards vacation and second home areas as well. Uh, we could see some noise in some of those smaller areas, uh, depending on how the return to work uh, discussion progresses. As we move into 2022, um, at a national level, I think we still don't have a ton of clarity around what the, the going, uh, I guess, uh, decision is going to be, is everybody going to return or will a lot of people still be able to operate in a flexible environment? Uh, but we do still see the, the Sun Belt uh, and really where there's much more affordable housing, uh, lower cost of living overall and more space uh, really continuing to, to outperform at a national level. Okay, so generally rock solid for the category, for the industry as a whole, partially uh, supply chain constraints, but as you point out, still significant signs of demand here. Colin, thanks for the thoughts on an important subject today. Appreciate you being here. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Colin McBurnett, Senior Portfolio Manager at Angel Oak Capital Advisors, also reminding us that we do get some more data tomorrow. We've got the House Price Index at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. We've got Case Schiller at 9. Don't forget Consumer Confidence afterwards too tomorrow.